0: down at the down
1: What is happening everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program. Once again, if this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel the podcast into the tops of those iTunes charts giving it more national and international visibility, helping strangers find the podcast and just a great way to contribute to the sustainability of this thing. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. I appreciate you tuning in. I know we've had a few weeks of of different programming in your feed, so I'm, I'm stoked to give you episode 217 with... Seattle-based band High Pulp today, and big thanks to everybody that has checked out Volumes 1 and 2 of No Justice, No Peace, which is a project I've been working on the last month or so to amplify voices of people of color and their experiences in America, just to hopefully provide some perspective, and it's just been a really eye-opening experience for myself. And I, I appreciate all the the kind feedback about it. And I just really appreciate all the people that have been willing to submit their messages and contribute to this project. It's an incredible thing and a very vulnerable thing that I've asked of people to do. So uh, thanks for tuning into that thing. You can expect volume three to be coming at you next Friday, July 3rd, and um, I've really enjoyed digging into that and really have appreciated that experience. I I feel like it's been some of the most important things that I have produced, and uh, it has been a great outlet for myself, to process everything kind of going on around me. And um, it's been incredible to see the progress that has been made over these last three or four weeks. But I do know there is a lot to continue on about. There's a lot of justice to be served and uh, just gotta gotta keep up the pace and just try to keep further educating and, and deconstructing this whole thing to figure out a better way for the future but thanks for checking it out like i said more to come next week from that and thanks for checking out i dig records volume four that also came out in the last few weeks and that is a podcast i've been doing with my cousin rob bobby grooves granfelt who will also be included in this chat with high pulp as he is the drummer and my link to the band But Volume 4 came out of I Dig Records where we're just hanging out, listening to records and kind of having in-depth chats about them and playing the tracks in the background and whatnot. So look forward to Volume 5 of that coming out in the next few weeks as well. But we are back to the regular programming here, Episode 217 with the band High Pulp from Seattle, Washington. And we had such an incredible band chat. I think there were eight of us, maybe, doing this virtual chat. Super good hang. We did this thing a few weeks ago. And uh, just for reference, since there are so many people and a lot of nicknames get thrown around, we got my cousin, who's usually referenced as as Bob in the band. And... Uh, that's my cousin, Rob Gramfelt. He plays drums in this band. And then we got Homan, who plays keys, Rob Homan. And then we got another keys player, Tuan, Antoine Martel, who's been on this podcast several times. Most recently, a sous chef episode that I did with him. And we got Scoop, Scott on the, uh, on the bass, and G, Gary on the guitar, and we also had Andy, who is such a killer sax player. He was in on this conversation as well, and then we had Drew in the mix as well. No pun intended, because he is their—he's uh, the band's sound engineer. I thought that was a great part of the conversation, talking to them about the instrumental role that Drew plays within the band. So it was great to have so many of them. We only missed a couple of the horn players, and I'm excited to share this chat with you. High Pulp just had their KEXP session drop, which is an incredible independent Seattle radio station, and they put on the best in-studio performances on the Internet, and they have such an incredible list of bands that have come to do these things so it's really great that high pulp had their opportunity to do an in-studio with the incredible stas the boss who hosted their session and uh, i'm going to feature a couple tracks from that that in-studio performances as the music for this episode but you should definitely check out the the full performance, if you dig what you are here, I will put the link in the episode notes as well as links to everything else mentioned. I will also put a Google doc in there that has a link to a bunch of Black Lives Matter movement organizations, petitions to sign and whatnot, things to keep up on there as well. Definitely want to keep plugging and uh, highlighting all those things amidst Getting back into regular episodes. And shout out to King Underground Records. High Pulp is the newest roster member of King Underground. So big shout to them for recognizing what is good with High Pulp. And you can look out for a single that is dropping from High Pulp on July 3rd, this coming Friday. They will have a single out. So look for that. Can't believe we are doing episode... 217 next friday will mark four straight years of putting out a new episode every single friday that is uh that is a big milestone for me personally and one that i have been thinking about a lot lately and uh it's crazy to know that that many fridays have passed and uh a new one of these in some form or fashion has dropped. So I'm really stoked about that. And I don't know how much I'll make mention of it next week. So I just wanted to thank everybody for all of the support for you people that have been listening to this thing for hundreds of episodes or just the last few. I appreciate the fuck out of you. And I'm I just feel incredibly lucky to have the opportunity to to get to do all this stuff. So big thanks to the listeners and big thanks to all of the guests that have come on and taken the time to, to chat with me over the years. But we're going to get into this thing, episode 217. Hope you're well out there. Hope you're being safe, keeping your head above water. Don't be a fucking racist. This is High Pope from Seattle, Washington, and this is a track called Sermon. Let's do the damn thing.
2: How is somebody before me, dude? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, check it out. One, oh, good two, three, clap. No, it's on time. <laughs> no, it's a
2: count of four. We're counting off on oh,
3: four. Scott, We're right, in a fucking yeah. band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're hitting on the yeah. one or the, no, four? No, no, the four. One. This happened, four?
0: This happened last
4: time. Who does time. that with a clap? Okay. We're hitting on the e. one. Okay. Oh, I interpreted that as <laughs> the <laughs> Then I wouldn't Then I would have said count of four. Gary is correct. We are all clapping on the E of two, right? I'm
1: excited
2: for everybody to hear this part. <laughs>
0: like okay, check it out. So you're saying <laughs>
3: count of three, count of three, <laughs> silent four, hit on the one. This is
2: no, cool. I'm gonna do a count of four, hit on the one. <laughs>
3: That's literally what you just <laughs> did, dude. I said one. Are two, there three, yeah. Four, it was very wow. confusing. Oh, I didn't hear a four.
2: That's cause you were clapping. <laughs> It's because you were cool. clapping. <laughs> yeah, you just jumped right in. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't wait for four.
5: You just you clap first and ask questions
0: later.
1: Well, uh, thank you for letting me interrupt your, your uh your high pulp Sunday service. Stoked to uh to chat with y'all fresh off of your uh the release of your, your K E X P session, which came out super fucking rad. I was thinking I've kind of been around for this thing since the beginning, and I got to go to some of those um, those early rehearsals or hangs when it was just the the four of you, just Scott and Garrick and Rob and Tuan. Uh, so uh, it's very cool to see it, how it has evolved into this thing over the years. And I was wondering what... What the four of you kind of, to kick this thing off, what the four of you remember about starting this thing and those kind of initial jams that you were doing together?
6: So your first question is about the decline of the band.
0: (laughs) 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 band, This was a puff piece.
7: (laughs) I feel like you made that joke because we watched Life Aquatic on friday night <laughs> it's like it's, it's the exact <laughs> vibe from like what was going on in
2: that movie <laughs> g why don't you go
6: um Let's well, talking about the evolution of the of the band
1: just like what do you what do you remember about getting together for those first few times just you know you and in, and bob and tuan and and scott
6: i think the first several sessions were um the four of us still just trying to get an idea of where everyone was at what everyone was into influences vibes um like we really didn't know each other that well at that point like we were still like becoming friends and getting to know each other and then trying to to vibe on a different uh musical level and and uh and connect and yeah, it was a lot of just exploring and, um, yeah, it was cool. It was a, it was a good time.
1: Whose idea was it to, to get together the four of you? Mm,
6: who was it? I think we all during new lungs practices, I think, you know, <laughs> 10 times a practice, we would look over each other and just be like, well, you guys want to
3: you you know, start a f- weird fusion yeah. band.
6: We
2: were we were friends, G.
4: But G must probably talking about me, because right, like I hadn't really met Scott and G all that much, because um, oh, that's that's yes. true.
1: Because they replaced you. It took both of them to replace you. <laughs> yeah, in the band. So let's not forget uh, that. Um, yeah. But yeah,
4: like my <laughs> extent of interactions with Scott and G before Bobby came back from school basically had been. That the both of you had skyped with me a few times when we'd kind of like traded roles (laughs) and you know because i just stayed in (laughs) montreal basically so they were like oh we need new people so then we had done that to like just kind of work out the parts and then one time i'd come back and we had like a hang at scott's place scott angie's place at the time and it was like a football hang or something that's when i met you guys for the first time and then it was like shortly after that that we started jamming so yeah i'd say like you know I think the three of y'all were a bit more of a
2: unit yeah. but I, yeah it was I'd definitely new a to me. I stepped Bob's piss at
3: that point so we were thick as fucking things, hey, dude.
2: In Arizona yeah. at a at a Walmart Landmark in Arizona parking
3: lot, fucking 2 a.m. pissed out the door <laughs> of the van fucking
2: I slept on the dumb, <laughs> roof.
3: Dumb fucking shit. Couldn't
2: couldn't drink enough to fall yeah. asleep so I just gave myself an immediate hangover. <laughs> it was, like 100, it was like 100 degrees out. It was like 100 degrees. Scoop that was out. Sense. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm not sleeping in the van," I was so he slept my socks out in the fucking stepped
3: in a puddle of piss. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I had to piss because of all the beer I drank Fuck. didn't get me drunk, so I pissed right outside the door, <laughs> which everybody in High Pulp knows uh, my piss habits True. and. Uh,
7: <laughs> who does that, <laughs>
0: dude?
7: <laughs> <laughs> Etiquette very. Poor. You were wear <laughs>
1: It's rough that you were you were wearing socks, but more surprising after that that.
2: That you'd want to. You're like, fuck it. Let's start another band with this guy. We weren't trying to start a band with this. Honestly, (laughs) like, we were just like, fucking whatever. I just moved back from the cities, and uh, we were just like, Twan and I were doing Suba, and we were busy doing (laughs) other stuff, and this was just like, back when we had the energy and the patience to just like go play music go like jam with random people you know what i mean like i don't i don't really know i don't think i have that time anymore you know what i mean but like five years ago it was like yeah whatever like let's just kick it on a friday night and drink some beers and hang out you know what i mean and that was before we were all in like multiple bands and had full-time girlfriends or jobs or whatever you know what i mean yeah scott's married now so i think that we were (laughs) just sort of fucking around honestly and then after suba sort of ended then we switched from rehearsing at my house did you ever come to rehearsals at my house did did Did
3: i chen's bedroom oh
1: no
2: no it was mark's it was down mark's Mark's bedroom bedroom that's right yeah he was in the basement yeah tuan would play on the on the washing machine with like a casio
1: no, I I th- I feel like
2: I came pretty early on though. Yeah, you were probably there right at the beginning of when we started like trying to take it, sort of like yeah, having weekly door. rehearsals. Yeah, you know what I mean. You
1: you had been doing it at least consistently probably for like four to six weeks, and you were like, "Hey, right. we've been doing this thing like this Sunday, this Sunday church just the the four yep. of us jamming," and uh, yeah, I d- I just remember being like pretty pretty blown away even at that point while you guys were doing just because it was pretty different from anything i had seen you play it Rob, was different. like in any iteration or just the combination because i had seen you like i had seen tuan play with new lungs and then with suba and then i'd seen scott and garrick play in that version of new lungs so it was just very different from like any of those projects
2: and what it was, too, is that like Tuan was playing guitar for like the first like six, seven years that we were friends and playing in bands. So I'd never really heard him play much piano in like a serious sense. And then in Suba, he started playing piano and I was just like, OK, cool. Like this is this is a different thing. And I, I dig this. And um, Scoop was playing guitar in New Lunks, too. So then Scott starts playing bass and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Scott's really good at bass. Yeah. Like I was like Scott's actually like a real ass bass player, you know. Um, so I think that that also lended itself towards just like switching up whatever was coming out because then I was also interested in different shit than I was two years before that when we were doing New Lung's more, and it was just like I don't know, yeah. It was just sort of all of us just trying to trying to play and find sort of whatever it is that we wanted to even do, you know. Yeah and that was a good environment to just sort of explore that shit because it was so like low stakes i mean we did shit like casually like probably two to f- two to four times a month for like three or four months and then we just didn't do anything that whole summer of 2016 yes. nothing because we were on tour with suba and we were doing all this other shit like literally just three months we had like tunes and shit and we were just like whatever didn't didn't do anything and uh, then it was like the fall of 2016 and scott was like we can do this at my house if we want and uh do it regularly
7: when when y'all were doing the royal room stuff for the first time you know like yeah cuz we had that era like every wednesday at the royal room um was it the f- just the four of you the first time you did it or when
2: we did that end
7: and and the yeah, four of you Andy, Andy
2: Andy joined probably like right around 2016 2017 like December January Yeah and we started playing in March at the royal room of 2017 well, because I've gotten your phone number finally
4: on that tour. <laughs> on that Suba tour. Yeah. yeah, cause yeah. Cause in we the were summer. Trying. And it took about six months to get him to show
2: up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had the great, it was like the hunt for Red October. Yeah. This was the hunt for Andrew Morrill. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world is Bobby Fisher? Something like that. I think we had
3: Vic and Vic Puentes and Victory at Royal Room as well. I think they joined like January 2017 just to,
2: yeah. No, because we met Victory <laughs> no, we met Isaac. We met Isaac at a show before one of our residencies, and then we met victor through Victor, because Vic, Vic showed up at one of the jams, and then Victor introduced me. Oh, yeah, And it was like, this dude plays tenor cool. and flute.
5: And you were just like, come to rehearsal. Bring it on. on. Yeah, dude, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There was
2: no, like, vetting. It no, not, like, not at all, It was like, yeah. can you, do you know how to play your instrument? I was just like, come yeah. on, come on. <laughs> I mean, day. the
7: vetting was like... You just want to show up every week and yeah. make awesome music. Like, it's pretty straightforward yeah, yeah, in that in
2: the way. You know?
5: And Vic was like mad new to saxophone at that and point. Performing. I think he'd been playing for like, yeah, like a year. Oh, yeah, his first show was
7: with us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I just, after that show, he was like, "That was my first we like, show ever." We we're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> we're like out here trying to take this thing seriously, you know? And like, we're like this fucking guy snuck the fuck Megan in. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out but to Vic though. We don't know where he is right now, but he's a, he's a <laughs> he, boss. he might be
5: hearing us. We don't <laughs> know. It, <no. laughs>
2: Always listening.
1: <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember somebody telling me that like recently that Vic, that just finding that out maybe yeah. within yeah. the last year that his first show yeah. was with you guys. And it's <laughs> like what? Like, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Dude hasn't yeah. been playing playing that sax very long.
2: Well. Yeah. Yeah. He's good though. So he's a talented boy.
1: Did you guys kind of know from the beginning that you kind of wanted to start adding pieces? Like once you started doing this consistently yes. that it would be more fun if there was more players?
7: I think a year before I joined, I had already heard Antoine talking in my ear about you, you Rob, or, or the both of you or whatever. I don't know what was going on at the time, trying to just do this big thing. and, and One of the 10-piece. That idea just like kind of was there and i was actually excited about it for a long time so when i finally came down to royal room and saw it i was just like i want in you know yeah
3: yeah when we first were talking about it bob and i were always like let's just have the huge fucking band like (laughs) it was like to me we were thinking about like um for for me i was thinking like i want to do a band that's, that's that can be super dynamic kind of like snarky puppy but that is no no shade to snarky puppy but that is like what i actually want to play or what i actually want to listen to and yeah no i mean snarky puppy is good they're good they're better than me all of them you know
2: yeah no no no. we like that
3: band and um but it was like we're like to be able to do that we want to just try adding a bunch of shit into the mix and that's how we started just inviting people like oh we want another saxophone we want a a trumpet player we want to trombone player let's bring them in and see if they stick
1: yeah because because there was no like real vetting process and kind of just like show up was there you know a lot of
2: people that like it just didn't vibe from from the get-go not really i mean the vibe was always there it was just i think the main thing is we just wanted people that were like really really fucking talented at their instruments at least that's what i wanted like I didn't know Andy and, and the shithead that he was. All I knew <laughs> was that all I knew was that he went to school with Twan and all of those fucking jazz boys out there that are just nasty. That I I knew when I was in college, like Neil and Blake and oh, Guillaume yeah. and Kyle. all of those cats, and he played God. with all of them. So I was like, cool. Like I've been listening to music from that McGill scene when I was at at McAllister uh in college and fucking like being like man if only i could play with cats like this so like my thing was just like i want a diverse array of instruments and i want everybody to be nasty because frankly i'm not that nasty and i wanted to be around elevated cats you know what i mean um so that's also why like when homan came in and yeah, he's just a motherfucker you know um and that's why it was also that's adds to the heaviness of Vic being like, this was my first ever show. I just started playing my instrument. I was like, wait, that wasn't the plan. (laughs) But it was also the best thing for the plan. You know what I mean? Yeah,
4: Uh, totally.
1: Tuan and Andy, you guys both went to McGill.
4: Yes, Yes, we did. Different times, though same time no yeah Andy's a year yeah. older than me but he had a double double bachelor's degree like the lunatic that he is <laughs> yeah, so he took I one did. extra he's yeah. like four year years so less we were mature. like pretty much in the same <laughs> boat the whole time what
5: can i say i, I spent a little too long in school <laughs> <laughs> I I, I a fucking
1: van wilder of the band that's right Um, did you guys i don't understand that it's okay it's fine (laughs) hopefully the listeners will that's the important thing (laughs) i got you dan i got you i watched (laughs) uh did you guys did you guys know each other at school
4: we did yeah yeah that was kind of the reason so like because mcgill you know i don't know for anybody who knows it's in montreal quebec um which is pretty far in north american standards from seattle um so there's (laughs) not very many uh people uh, from Seattle. This guy that knows goes to his geography. The <laughs> 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 you know, uh, hey. <coughs> um, but, uh, so, we, like, there was a. The, I remember, I don't think I met you there, but I met, like, Evan Shea and Max Williams. There was, like, a Seattle send-off yeah, thing at some right. alumni's house just before we went out there, and it was, like, the two other music guys from Seattle were these two dudes, Evan and Max Williams. So then it was, like, alright, there's a connection, and about, like, a year in, I was starting to hang out with their other kind of jazz friends, and I heard about another Seattle guy who was out in the ether, you know. And I, we're like, Oh, my God, I gotta meet this the moral guy. And then at one point, I saw him, uh, Max Williams would have these shows at his apartment. They were like kind of small open mics, but it had like a variety from like folk music to. Him and Andy had like a duo project, electric guitar and yeah. saxophone. It was like sort of
5: jazz, just... but we'd play like
0: Bob Dylan songs and <laughs> stuff.
4: too. It was cool. We just... It was like a really interesting sort of thing. <laughs> so I saw him there and then there was like a Thanksgiving where all the like East Coast Americans went home. But I was left with basically just the people from Seattle and like California um, who like, what like, well, well, we'd this like, like to life do. Life. Yeah, it was like, yeah, there's yeah. no. T- and there's no break in Canada. Like, it's just not a day. So right, it was like right. you're still at school on Thanksgiving. Um, so we were like, well, you know, we should have some kind of Thanksgiving together. So I remember we had like a Seattle's Thanksgiving in my apartment, I think junior year and Andy rolled through and like for a while. So just blast. Yeah. But it it was, it was kind of like peripheral. (laughs) It was just kind of like we were never. In the core, like we weren't like best buds, but we always like knew of each other, and kind yeah. we kinda were like friends. Yeah, you had this like allegiance, which is to why each it was other. so hard to get this his is phone the number.
0: Thing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
5: we, I feel like we would like chat a lot when I would, when we would be at like a party together. Yeah, you know, but like yeah, but then it was
2: like we were only at a party together like once every yeah, once month and a half. Movie. not good enough friends to have each other's numbers but good enough friends to be facebook friends
4: yeah exactly right in that right in that perimeter
2: and then we would fucking I, i would always check in with twan and be like Hit hey, any word from Andrew, like you know, he's like, No, nah, man, I've hit him up, like, I've bumped him on Facebook like <laughs> once a month for like yeah. literally for like you know, three or four months. Yeah, you know?
5: I logged into my Facebook for the first time in like a year and a half, and there, there they were. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so many messages. But then we were in Sacramento,
2: me. we had to go to Sacramento on tour with different with Suba, and Neil came to the show because Neil lives in Davis and lived in Davis, and uh finally gave us andrew's number and then andrew was just like yeah sure i'll be there like next yeah. week <laughs> you know i was like
0: <laughs> we're like what the just fuck <laughs> had you guys yeah.
2: had you
1: guys talked in college about uh or is it is it university up there my, my it is university had yeah, you guys or uni if you want to be real canadian <laughs> <laughs> <about Yeah. laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> playing together back in seattle when you guys were both there not
4: really i'm mean, in
1: uni i played
4: folk music um and like i hung out with a bunch of jazz musicians but as bob mentioned earlier i played mostly guitar i like could play the piano but i didn't really know how to like use it or like do anything besides classical with it which i didn't want to do um and andy was very much a jazz yeah like i don't know i saw you that way so i never even asked like it wasn't like i wouldn't do it i just like never thought about it same
5: here yeah it never it probably it wouldn't have occurred to us i think but yeah yeah but well, life's, life's funny, you know? For sure.
1: Cool. Yeah. Uh, Homan, I uh, I remember Rob telling me that you're adding another keys player to this thing. It was, like, just, just him telling me, you know, the evolution of it. He's like, yeah, it's going to be, like, a 10-piece. We are we got, like, another keys player, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Twan's already playing, like th- like, three <laughs> yeah. different sets of keyboards and shit, and then Uh, Dude, yeah, we'll get to your you being such like like you're just band being kind of a nightmare for a sound technician when we get into the Drew portion of this (laughs) since he is uh, also here. But um, what was your intrigue about playing with these dudes and like what what kept you kind of coming back as as you guys have spoken to, you know, part of the situation is just who showed up and who keeps coming out and what what kept you? wanting to keep playing with them and showing up
7: yeah um well i've I've had music be such an integral portion of my life for a long time and uh it's been this like interesting on and off relationship very much on right now um you know, everything from the lessons growing up to the, you know, I was lucky to have a good program in high school and get to do all kinds of great stuff in in college, in, in the school, outside of the school. I didn't go to school for music either. Um, and yada, yada, yada. So like fast forward to, to Seattle and I'm kind of doing like random software stuff at the time, but I'm, and, and I was like, actually like almost totally out of music and starting to like really come back into it um, around this time period, this like 2017 time period. Uh, and I could really feel like just like this draw reawakening in me to do it, to perform regularly and more than anything else, like just like make it all work with a, with a touring band. I mean, that's, um, I've been really, uh, you know, personally, I know the whole band is also making great live studio music, all of it, um, or studio music, and uh so then i saw these guys and um i just saw like the potential after seeing them and then joining them for rehearsal it was just like whoa the potential and that's not just like how it sounds and and what you're doing so far it's also just like hey i think um like this group of people can work really well together i i think like there's so much to be done and i just want to contribute and be be here to let it happen um as well and that it just like really i just saw it, yeah saw the potential saw it lining up with what i wanted to do and actually
1: being something special didn't sound like anything else um, yeah. um how did you is this the first time you ever uh joined something that already did have a set like a keys player yeah i've never i
7: don't i don't know that i've ever really been in a two keys situation before (laughs) i guess like the high school jazz band was kind of funny because it makes sense that uh they would like bring two keys players into the big band and stuff um just so more people could uh participate but we just would like trade off tunes so i kind of just was like on half duty and it was kind of kind of like in totally understandable but infuriating because i just wanted to play all the time (laughs) um you know uh but yeah actually playing with two keyboards kind of kind of mind-blowing I, I was i was skeptical at first it quickly became apparent that uh every single one of these things is a different instrument you know <laughs> the grand piano is a different instrument from the roads is a dis- different instrument from organ moog over on antoine's and MicroCorg, deep mine and and yes we're overlapping on many of the instruments we're playing but like the, the variety of the role that we're playing in the music and, and the instrument that we're actually playing, when you break it down like that, um, just means it kind of like works out um, and, and we're very cognizant of it. It's, it's, it honestly just feels like the equal challenge of like any other kind of like in that range rhythm section instrument, like comping appropriately between keys and guitar. Now it's just there's three people who are either keys or guitar and we we listen and we and we figure it out, you know.
4: There was always like one of the appeals to me of the idea um, of like getting Rob Holman in the group with me as the keyboard player was that, you know, I I like recording stuff at home and like having layers. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're going to have four hands for (laughs) keys, you know, like that we can work together. You know, we can just it's just it's now instead of two hands, it's four. And that's you know, and, and the, you know how I like my keyboards. So they obviously, you know, boom, four is better than two. Yeah, yeah you of can course. you do the layers live. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was really excited about that. And like Homan says, you know, and we it's been this kind of great opportunity to figure out like how to how to use all utilize all the different sounds and make sure, you know, like not step on each other's toes but like augment each other what each other's doing and sometimes it is the same instrument we're playing together and sometimes it's different instruments it's a great challenge it's cool I enjoy it yeah
1: is, I enjoy it a, is lot. a lot of rehearsing then working out those parts and figuring out how to not walk on each other with so many people in the band
4: uh kind of but also it. it everybody do, It feels like uh it doesn't feel like people start from like walking over each other and then we have to pull back. It's like they start from like not playing
7: and finding their space. If that makes sense, it was a very different experience joining in to like work on Bad Juice that that first album with y'all versus making Moon Milk from scratch with everyone. Because with with Bad totally. Juice, like a lot of stuff was just figured out and and without aj- anything else adjusting, I just had to figure out like where do I pepper stuff in to add to this because I joined you we rehearsed and figuring it out and then moon milk was a little more like ground up everybody and like different sections of songs have different backbones so different people are kind of the backbone versus
1: the spice you know all right so high pulp has uh kind of had the the opportunity to have a sound engineer by your guys' side for what the last two years last last two year real heavy but um, and that's drew who I've known for quite a few years yeah. now, um, being introduced to Cuzzo's uh, circle of friends and whatnot. Um, and I knew drew from seeing him do some sound at shows, um, uh, but did not know the, uh, the extent of his knowledge as a, as a sound engineer, I saw him like work the The big building bash, and I was just like, "Oh, like Drew can like hold his own out here (laughs) for an entire fucking day. Like this dude really knows what he's doing." And that was kind of like the first time. (laughs) It was Drew's favorite day. I I stayed on. I
8: stayed on schedule all night. That was a fuck yeah, you did, dude. I
1: was over by your stage most of the day, and I was like, "This guy's running shit." (laughs) This guy, and and also I feel like that was maybe was that maybe one of the. uh, first times you were experimenting with like some of the newer technology of like having the iPad well, um, I'd been as your mixing board. I'd
8: been using that, that setup for a while. Um, I used to do that, that radio show out on bash on the, 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 Drew and Mark show. Shout out to the <coughs> Drew and Mark show. Yep. yep. High <laughs> bulb started in, that was Mark's room in that basement. So, you know, it's a big family. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, you know, I was using that to bring bands in, put them live on the air and got that set up, you know, pretty dialed. We were, it was just me and Mark running radio, um, a a radio show live and while setting up a band, doing a sound check. And then we put them on the air and, uh, then, uh, you know, we got good at that. And, and I'd been doing, I've been doing sound at, at the moon for a bunch of shows that, that Bob was putting together and, and, that a couple festivals kind of outside of there that, that one you talked about. And then that the, I, I, I did the first one at the inscape building, the inscape arts mash. Um, and you know, I would go to pretty much every high pulp show. Cause obviously, you know, my friends are making some of my favorite music that's out there. So I'm going to go to every show and no offense to other sound engineers out there, but it never sounded how I wanted it, you know, cause I, I, I knew where things should be i knew how it sh- how it should feel um and uh
1: the curse of being a sound engineer at a exactly. show exactly like you never you're you you never appreciate a show the same exactly because you're just want to hear your mix yep. <laughs> yep. yeah so so what is it what has this experience been like for you to like get to work this closely with the band and like develop relationships with this outside of the, the friendships you already had going into it. It's been, it's been incredible. You know,
8: the, the extended family is, is like, it's my extended family. You know, this is my social life too. It's high pulp and, and everything around that. And, you know, everybody is so, so good at what they do and, and such good people at heart that it, it it makes it easy. Um, you know, to be a to be a part of this, um, I'm you know I'm I'm proud of the people, the people that I work with, and every day the people that they introduce me to, the people that I get to meet on a, as a part of it. Everybody in music, kind of at large, really has been you know just some of some of the best people to the core that I've I've had the you know the pleasure of of getting to know. So Absolutely. it's been it's been a lovely, unique experience only doing sound really now for these guys, it's a dream, really. I mean, you want to work with, with artists that continually amaze you, and uh, that's what I get to do. It's just, it, you know, it's a dream come true.
2: And we just consider Drew like a part of the band. You know what I mean? Like Drew comes to all of our rehearsals. Drew is on all of the chats, all the calls, all the everything. You know, um, isn't Nick no like Drew a co? He's like
4: really part of the band. Yeah, it's he's like, like a co. Like
2: he's equally in on yeah. the contracts and shit. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have him, like, contracted out. Like, yeah. it's like... I'm just playing another know, instrument. We sign shit as a, as eight people, He has to take the know? loss with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> bro, he's taking the <laughs> loss with <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm in it to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, and the shit is also, I mean, like, we all approach it like it's a full-time yeah. job, you know? Like, there's demands, and it's one thing I really appreciate about the group is that it's not fair weather work, you know what I mean? It's like you i don't I really believe that you can't just get shit done when you feel like getting shit done if you're trying to get what we're trying to get done, how we're trying to do it like there's a there's a fucking order of operations and there's things that need to get done in certain amounts of time and you know, like sometimes that means that you're not gonna be feeling inspired or you're just gonna want to keep playing video games or whatever, but everybody has the ability to just like recognize that this is like a bigger thing than like how you're feeling in the moment and you got people that are relying on that and uh it's just part of sort of the culture of like the band that i think we've sort of organically developed is just like we're we're trying to do this you know what i mean we're not just like trying to like you know mess around and like you know whatever whatever i mean we're having a great time obviously but it's like i think part of having a great time is also like being able to see it grow and see things happen and start working with with labels and start you know selling records and just seeing shit like actually start moving and i i I think that that's because everybody especially drew man drew's got a hella hella workload um because he's not just doing the pulp stuff but he's doing like a lot of the whole collective stuff that we're doing you know what i mean like um so it's just uh i really appreciate that we got hard workers you know because that's that's the x factor you know i think hard work can like really take over for like a lot of whatever else you might be lacking you know what i mean yep
3: bob would you say that separation is in the preparation
2: (laughs) (laughs) i think that (laughs) i would probably say separation is in the preparation yeah yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely
1: (laughs) no i i think that's I don't know, man. I think it's just like a, a wise strategy and investment to have a Drew, you know, on your on your oh team yeah, no because you guys are such a, you know, there's so many pieces to your band and it's not going to sound fucking cute for it to have like this DIY bullshit sound representation shit, for it, yeah. you know? Like it yeah. needs
0: to... And we
2: also need that shit for our monitor. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? We need to be able to hear who's soloing so we can like have a conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And w- so many shows that Drew's not there. It's just like, okay, all I have is the bass and like Andy. You know, it's like, okay, cool. well
4: <laughs> Yeah, I mean for Put, I'm I just I putting I my see. head down, you know <laughs> what I mean? And just sort of like getting through the tunes. As like uh you know, with the guy with lot one of the guys with lots of synths that have finicky Settings where the volumes are at different levels oh, on God. different patches. Drew knows yeah. all of this. <laughs> and the deep mind like, buzz, like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <four> yeah. <four laughs> the frequencies you gotta take right out, out. You know, I'm right. just like, like having <laughs> Drew is absolutely invaluable. Like, it's, it's to me, it's it, now I, I am. I, I'm so greedy at this point. I call Drew for my solo gigs with Sue chef and Beanie Ski Mask. Like, Drew, <laughs> <laughs> even though I have the mixer, <laughs> yeah. I have, like, in front of me, Drew is just, like, <laughs> out there. He's like, yeah, I I'll do it. it. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, and those
8: Don't shows worry. are easy because yeah. yeah. you have the mixer. So I'm like, yeah, yes, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. just got to stand there. <laughs> just
2: stand, so stand there and stand make, there and it sound make me sound. Stand there and make me feel better, Drew. Stand there and make me feel better. It's the H- move, though.
1: It just seems like, yeah. Yep you said ha- like as long as you know the venue understands that you're also like cutting out m- a majority of the work for their sound engineer too it's just like oh yeah dude they I'm
8: they like every time i do a show like like the last one at numo's for example like the show starts we get like a song and a half in and the guy's like all right peace and he just like disappears <laughs> for the rest of the show <laughs> and yeah. so they're like man yeah, no <laughs> it's cool <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're still yeah, getting paid. Yeah. Like
2: yeah. they can just go s- smoke and yeah, hang exactly. out, you know. Yeah, they don't
1: mind. So is it pretty like dialed into a science at this point as far as getting shit set up?
8: Yeah, I'd say so. You know, uh, we encounter different setups everywhere, but it's it's everything everything's the same just in different spots, so, you know it's it's easy at this point to get a quick rundown from the house guy and pretty pretty set and we've got you know the setup pretty dialed in i know where i want things and it's logical for for everybody so um yeah it's pretty smooth
1: um one of the things that i've appreciated and have been super inspired by from your band is uh is often the 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 post hang w- an important thing to a lot of you is to listen back to the show that you played that night. And I've got to sit in on that a couple times. Um, can anybody speak to the importance of that or what you enjoy about uh, getting to listen like right away after playing?
3: I think it's weird. It's like if you, or if you've been a musician and like you haven't really listened to yourself, I think about it, especially with the vocals. Like if you like sing, but you've never listened to yourself like you sing live or whatever, you've never listened to like a recording with your voice and then you go back and listen to it, the amount of stuff you learn uh, from just that listen back or whatever and you're able like, to listen critically is like huge. It's like enormous. It's not like any other practice you can do. And so like for me, it's like I'm listening to like me play a lick in and how locked in I, I am or not with Bob on the drums, then I'm like, oh, shit, like, I thought I was so on in this spot, but, like, I was ahead playing way ahead of him, like, the entire time. Why was I playing so fast? I need to pay attention to that next time. You just don't get that from practicing in person. You can only get that from listening to it and be like, oh, shit, like, I was not doing what I thought I was doing, you know? So it's huge.
7: You don't get rehearsal on the road. Uh, yeah, true barely maybe a little bit at sound check if you're lucky so in a lot of ways that's like all the more important because of that at least in my opinion
5: yeah and we do like a lot of improvisation in our sets and while you're doing that you don't know what it's sounding like i mean i think in my opinion like when things are going well you're kind of like you're not listening as a listener exactly even though you are sort of like watching it happen so like it can be cool a lot of times to to hear it right after and be like it it might be nothing like what you thought you know (laughs) Um, and
2: yeah i think so much because so much especially like what i'm doing on the drums is there's like there's things i'm i know i need to hit but then everything in between is just you know up to my discretion and certain, certain nights, if I'm feeling more spicy, I might play a certain way, and if I'm feeling different, I might feel, play a different way. And listening back helps me to inform, because I can remember what my mindset was, you know what I mean, when I was in whatever tune or whatever part, and I can just be like, okay, like, this mindset is not serving me. Like, in this, in this solo, of, in the Nicola solo, if I'm being fucking extra, and, you know, just making all this bullshit noise, it doesn't sound good you know what I mean and it's like it might be fun you know what I mean like I'm in that moment when I was playing it I'm like oh this is fun this is fun whatever but then I listen back and I'm like ah this isn't as enjoyable to listen to as it was last night when I was just sort of holding it down a little bit more and then just adding in a little little spice here and there um or vice versa you know what I mean it's like if i'm taking a solo and it's like okay i can just feel that i'm not going for it you know but but like andy's saying you can't really you can't there's too many things going on i think or i we just all need to continue to to develop probably both you know an ability to consume what you're doing live in the moment while also creating it you know what i mean and um but but listening back to your shit is, is really the only way to fully remove all of the brain work that you have to do to be creating it in the first place. So then you can sort of try to just, like, objectively listen to it and just be like, well, this is what I did, you know what I mean? Um, and that's just what it is, you know what I mean? It's like, this is what I did. Do I like it or not? And it's like, and I think if you listen like that and you're like, sort of remove the good or bad from liking it or not liking it. It's just sort of what happened, and then you can sort of move on to like, okay, well, it's not good or bad if I don't like it, but if I don't like it, I can change it, you know what I mean, next time. Because we have so many, we play a lot of shows. Um, or rehearsals, I mean, we, re- we record rehearsals, you know, and we listen back to rehearsals sometimes. So yeah. yeah, I tell my students a lot, like, you can play an exercise like twice or you can play it once and listen back to it once and i think you're going to get more out of playing it once and listening back to it once even though inside of your head it's like i'm not practicing if i'm listening and it's like well then you need to change the way you listen you know what i mean because listening is such a powerful thing and it's maybe more powerful than doing the thing twice you know you can because then you go do that third time and I guarantee the third time after the second time you listened is going to be a lot stronger than if you just play the thing three it's
8: times It's a you know? similar it's a similar concept to like watching your s- watching tape of sports or You know, in this band, we also watch our Rocket League replays (laughs) Uh, if we have something (laughs) (laughs) we need to. Speak speak for yourself. Uh, I'll I'll
1: put the Rocket League (laughs) (laughs) gaming tags in the episode notes if you want to get fucked up by Drew and Rocket
2: League. (laughs) (laughs) Our Our Rocket IDs. No, but we do. We do. We do. we do. the the Bacchus yeah. mod, and we can see. It's like yeah, that. It's uploaded the ball chasing. The tape doesn't yeah. lie, man. It's a bad decision you yeah. made, <laughs> you know? but not let's Bacchus be better yeah, next time. Not. You
8: know, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good or bad. You know, it's what happened. But uh, next time, we're not going to let yeah. that ball Facts. get uh, into our goal. You know.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's uh that is valuable information. I mean, I, I think I listened back to these episodes of the podcast mostly for that same reason i did that with my show
8: too yeah back when i was doing it
1: it's because yeah i don't know yeah i've definitely like learned a lot from that Mm -hmm. just being you know just more aware of how to deliver something or just like oh why didn't i fucking take the conversation there (laughs) at this point or you know but it's all
2: or you're like was that uh, was that silence awkward or was that silence patient? you know what i mean yeah it's like how can you feel the difference right
1: What about now? What do you think about the silence now?
3: <laughs> I yep. think that was, was Patriot. That's just right, because everybody <laughs> was just thinking about what Bob just said. Yeah. They're like, was the you, was that original or was he quoting a Pete Carroll book? Am I corny? I do. <laughs> I do know <laughs> what he means.
1: Either are possible, right? <laughs> that's right.
4: Yeah. Sign me up for why
2: <laughs> Washington <laughs> <laughs> Athletic <laughs> Center. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hell I'm yeah. sure they watch, tape. No doubt.
1: Um, how. How have you been collectively dealing with the quarantine and trying to uh you know maintain any momentum that your band has created for itself at this point
7: it's It's been wild to say the least, and uh I think we're pretty lucky we don't have anything like in the health domain that's messing with us, so we're all just sheltering in place and trying to do our part in this thing uh We were out on tour uh when this was really starting to unfold about five or six dates in it's like crazy that in early march we did like maybe one of the last you know live music shows in seattle for a long time you know i crossed my fingers there weren't any transmissions there but you know stuff was just happening people didn't really know yet we made it down to california stuff was getting canceled south by being a big one we dropped a leg of our tour eventually it was just like oh wait no this is actually like really happening this is and like i think me more than anybody else was in the most like denial about it because we spent so long planning this tour and uh it was like our third tour it was a big one month long biggest one yet in my mind's eye too i'm just like looking at it and we're like we're going to a lot of these places for the third time and i'm just like dying to know like did the work that we put in by coming down here two times before is that going to start to like really pay off and build some momentum and and so jury's still out on that um but the beautiful thing is just like how well this band adjusts to the circumstances which has always been true and has benefited us every step of the way um and so like it's just turned into okay now we're gonna go make albums you know th- three and four at the same time maybe i don't know we're, let's just like work work on ideas we're all tech savvy enough to do that remotely and send ideas at each other and uh get together every week on zoom to digest them and figure out what to do with them and um you know let's we i guess we're just going to do our best to be ready to kick some ass when uh things return to normal if that's even a thing you know
2: we have 30 new songs (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's real, I uploaded
1: number 30 yesterday. That's wild. So just forcing you guys to be creative in a in a different way. Yeah. And working remotely yeah. from one another.
2: And it was also sort of like, man, look, this shit isn't going anywhere for a hot minute. And then when it does, um, it's going to be time to just like tour, 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 tour. So when are you going to be able to write your next album if you have to sit on your ass anyways you know what I mean? You might as well not make it so that you have to tour like hell and write an album. You know what I mean? It's like, we got this thing. We can just meditate on this album for months and months and months. And, you know, you know, I'm planning to move to LA and, you know, all this shit is changing and it's like, let's get this going. Let's figure out how to do this remote recording thing. Let's figure out how to do all of this stuff. and um, So, yeah, I mean, I just recorded a bunch of drums and, um, you know, sent them into the Dropbox and, you know, whoever was feeling whatever went over it. And um, we're just sort of adding on. And then, like we were saying, I think off the mic or off the recording was like, we're doing the Parsec thing where I'm tapping into Andy's computer. And because I sing like I'll, I'll like come up with like horn lines and I'll just sing them like horribly out of tune but like i have an idea andy knows all about like decoding what i'm (laughs) and he'll be (laughs) like i think this is what you mean i'm like that (laughs) is what i mean um but it's super important for like us to be able to be together and uh if i'm running the ableton session then andy doesn't have to play and fucking run it and this and that and we can have a you know communication so i mean we're just like fully we're just writing shit you know what i mean like and it's going to be, like, weird or difficult or interesting to try to play these tunes live that we're just completely writing remotely. But that's also going to be exciting, you know? Um, and I, I really think that because of the way that we're writing this shit, it's coming out differently, of course. And uh, I think it's really cool. You know, I think it's, like, I think it's a really good change. Um you know, in the sound and in what we're able to do. I know for me, because like I was laying down these drums first, I was able to like really intentionally come up with some stuff that I'm really interested in or proud of or think is cool or whatever, and uh, I that I wouldn't necessarily have like been able to like meditate on as much if we were doing this like writing at a band practice, you know what I mean? Usually that's more like, okay, what comes out? You know what I mean, whatever you improvise out, as opposed to like, this is this thing that I fucking transcribed and spent three weeks just trying to learn before I even knew if it was good or not. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited about this shit because we were just like, let's let's write an album, and then we came up with thirty tracks, and now it's like, well, if twenty of them are good, that's two forty minute records. You know what I mean? And it's like, and if if none of them are good, then it's zero records. There's no attachment to the shit. You know what I mean? Like. Um, but, but I think it's, it's 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 exciting.
1: Yeah, you're just like collectively producing these tunes instead of jamming them out together. Yeah, and that's just you know,
2: yeah, just throwing ideas down. You know, it's like it's cool. And I also think that I mean, we just signed with King Underground Records in London, and um, I think that that's been helpful for like the momentum too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got our like. Like Home and Set, man, it's like we had our biggest tour canceled. We were going to South By and we were doing a bunch of shows. We were going to play at some cool spots like Ophelia's in Denver and Slow Brewing. And, you know, like we were going to play at some some spots that we were excited about. And for that shit to flip on a dime and um, for us to sort of. You know it's sort of like what i was talking about earlier it's just like there's a good mindset you know what i mean in the band of just like let's move on this is out of our control all right let's 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 write a new album yeah because this this
1: will sink some projects i feel like oh yeah like some, some people aren't going to have the patience and the will to want to figure out how to continue their project at this point you know
2: right and you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. I think that the King Underground thing is awesome. Shout out to Dan. He's gonna be putting out a bunch of records of ours. Not me. Dan from King yeah, Underground. Other Dan <laughs> Dan Englander, which is an awesome name for a dude that is from England. <laughs> it's um, fitting.
1: It's very fitting.
2: But yeah, so that's that's a blessing too, because it's easy to get down on the shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, really, aside from like the absolutely apocalyptic once in a lifetime world that we're living in um the band's doing pretty well like we're pretty healthy you know like artistically and 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 feeling like things are moving forward
1: yeah the the dedication is fucking really inspiring like from like what you guys do and it's uh it's been cool to just kind of have a a l an inside look into it and just get to see how it's grown and to hear all of you talk about it. You all talk about it differently, but in the same way, like with the same passion and that's like super exciting. And it's like, which is probably obviously the reason why you guys have kind of thrived in this like quarantine situation and just like figured it out. And like, how can we keep the ball rolling? How, how can we use this time usefully if we're all just going to
2: be fucking hanging out at home or whatever? no doubt scott's an hr manager so he just deals with like shit all the time and <laughs> groups of people and there was one time we i mean you know it's we have a lot of fights scott's the, the
1: phil jackson of this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hell yeah,
0: dude.
2: yeah scott's sort of like the phil jackson exactly and um mm-hmm. but there was like one time i remember we had like a fight there was a, some blowout you know got heated people in the band myself being probably the most <laughs> um And, uh, Scott was just like, you know, I deal with teams all the time and like, this is by far like the, the, the most, like, this is the best team I've ever been a part of, you know what I mean? That I've ever seen, you know what I mean? Not even that I've ever been a part of, but like Scott works, Scott's job is to make teams work, you know what I mean? And, uh, not even teams that he's a part of, you know what I mean? He just like, people come in with like, they're all fucked up dynamics and shit. And he's just like, okay, let's, let's, let's sort through the shit. And, um. I remember just being like, God fucking damn it, this is some bullshit, whatever, just pissed off after some fight or whatever, Uh, some disagreement or whatever, and Scott was just like, said that, and I was like, all right, well, maybe you're right, you know, like, this, you know? And it's like nothing that any of us can necessarily take, like, credit for, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, I just sort of view it as like a blessing, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, well, why us? Who knows, whatever, like, you know, why this? Why, why? Why are we in this band? I don't know. Uh, are we the best band in the world? No, does not matter? No, is there such a thing? No, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like the point is like not, like saying this is not to say that, is to say that like there's, like you're saying, there's a group of people, everybody's coming at it. It's amazing that you have people that are so different um, coming at this thing with such a shared love and uh, work ethic, you know what I mean? It's about both of those things and open mind you know what i mean like if if everybody was like i want to make bad juice again you know what i mean then i wouldn't have worked like because we didn't people wanted to grow and evolve musically you know what i mean it's like everybody's always open to being like cool fucking whatever yeah you know yeah
1: everybody take that in is this good silence or yeah, bad patience. Yeah,
8: patience, yeah. yeah, like all patient
2: right. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you've seen a hell of a lot of our shows, haven't you? I have, I have. Did you have one that you that you? uh tables I
3: mean on you right now.
2: Uh, I mean the fucking. Or did they
3: dude, all
1: no, fucking that blow? The album release at Numo's, like that was special for me to get to be at Nectar or at Nectar rather. Sorry, uh, that was like I think that that was like a special thing t- for me to get to witness um just cuz yeah i mean a fucking a sold out nectar all these all these heads are out and like just to see a crowd of that size really vibing and moving and like buying into what you're doing you know just is uh it would that was very fucking cool to get to see heads torsos mm-hmm. feet
3: Knees and Dude. I th- I think <laughs> that was the Nectar
1: show
8: I was also in the crowd for Uh, Yeah I believe I th- so And Nectar is, is I one of the I think f- stu yeah, stu yeah Nectar is one song. of the places That show I remember I had zero complaints About how it sounded That was one of the best sounding pulp shows That I haven't done
1: that You know how I know you didn't do sound Because I got really stoned with you Outside <laughs> the floor <laughs> no, I may, <laughs> like, like, hey, I may have been doing, I doing sound. He's doing <laughs> sound. <laughs> I think <laughs> <high> <laughs> I think Yeah, high <laughs> yeah, yeah so no, hard. I didn't mean that that was like that doesn't exclude you from doing sound. I just mean that we wa- maybe, we walked maybe. into the show back Hell into yeah. it together. Yeah.
2: Um, this is a dry band. That's time. right, He's I remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> drunk or anything? I, Andy, ever. don't your parents always ask you like, why you need to get so high for <laughs> music? After yeah. Well, goddamn it, Andy. No, they they
5: just really hate the Instagram photos where I'm smoking cigarettes, but those look so cool. So <laughs>
2: Andy's the you cool one in the band. They gotta understand how this. You know. They're they're
5: not that <laughs> cool, unfortunately. But I but I love them, you know?
2: uh, <laughs> Your parents or the <laughs> yeah. cigarettes or bowls? both? <laughs> 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 He's not
1: sure which one he loves more is the issue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just like goddamn.
1: Um so recently the the K E X P session dropped, which um I think was that was a very cool moment to uh to get to see. Like a very cool I think milestone and like accomplishment for this band to get uh, to be on like what I think is the platform that is putting out probably the best studio sessions that exist on, on the YouTubes out in the world. Yep. Um, I think KEXP yeah. for being such like an independent uh, broadcasting unit is like really set the standard for high-quality in-studio performances and interviews. And it's uh, very fucking cool to get to see that there's a high-pulp one now that exists because there are so many, like, top-level bands that go in to go do those sessions. Like, so many of our favorite bands or, like, my favorite bands or whomever's favorite bands are fucking... Like, if they do those sessions. So it's, uh, it's cool that they're... That you guys got the opportunity to do that um what was uh what was that experience like for you guys (laughs) yeah i know i'm gonna edit that out (laughs) i'm gonna edit that part out (laughs) look there's a fucking delay bud I'm doing my best. <laughs> 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 it's
2: true you got I got to wait. I got to hey, see if anybody's going to respond. Here is your cousin, so you got to expect me to give you a little bit of shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I no, can.
1: I I I, w- I would expect nothing less. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's the the tax I have to pay to get to be a part of this this high-pole family myself. That's right. I have to deal with your bullshit, but I get all these other wonderful people.
2: Yeah. The good ones <laughs> and the bad that's ones. That's right.
1: I don't even come up to Seattle to hang out with you anymore. I just come to hang out with your friends. (laughs) 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 Dan and I are just going to play NHL. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, what was it? uh, What was that that experience like for you guys to to get to kind of walk into that legendary place, especially being that a lot of you are Seattle Pacific Northwest natives?
7: Dude, I I got so nervous. I don't get a lot of nerves anymore. But I got nerves for that, you know? That's like a sign when something's like bigger than most of the stuff going on, you know. When those come back. And that's it's an old fight though, you know. Um I don't know, that was my experience. The thing that I was most blown away by.
4: I mean like there was all the excitement in this homan's talking about the nerves, but um We get the whole place set up that we're gonna play. And then it's like two minutes before we're supposed to play. And we're all sitting there. Then they're like, yeah, we'll have the camera people come in. And then like 10 people appear (laughs) out of nowhere just like flying in with these like amazing camera rigs, super professional, setting up cameras. Literally in 90 seconds it's ready to go. We're rolling right away. (laughs) Like we've just seen them now for two
7: minutes and now we're on, we're live, it's the thing. And that didn't help the the whole
4: time that we were performing What I was blown away by the most is I would like I'd be like, oh, I need to look at Bob for this section. And I would look up towards Bob and the sea of camera people would just part ways and I would get to see Bob. And It was like they were always aware of where I was trying to look in addition to filming this super high quality thing. And then we finished performing and they just disappeared. (laughs) And I was like, this Ah. is.
2: The most amazing thing
4: I've ever seen. I don't know, like yeah, it was yeah, dude, amazing. incredible.
2: They were angels. Yeah, they just they just showed up. Yeah, they were did great. their angelic work.
4: Unbelievable. Just like yeah, more respect. I w- I w- yeah. it was very impressed. I loved
2: it because
8: in the booth, I just had a set of super nice studio monitors pointing right towards my ears, with you know the final mix coming into me that I'm. C- you know crafting with my fingertips like i Fuck just get yeah. to hear it <laughs> much so much better than they do right now uh it w- and it, w- it was yeah no it was amazing
1: yeah drew i know you have some like prior affiliation with kxp but was that the first uh live session like that that you got to mix the band
8: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've I've um, I DJ assist there sometimes. Like I can I can fill in for shifts, um, and I've done you know that role during live in studio. So basically, I get to go in the booth and, and watch after uh, or while it's happening. Um, and uh, I've 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 produced a piece of radio for KEXP. Um, I did a piece on their Sound and Vision uh, podcast uh and it you know aired aired on the on 90.3 um on a saturday morning um so yeah but no i, m- I mean mi- mixing this session was probably the the deepest i've i've gotten into that
1: org uh yeah and uh it was it was a lot of fun yeah fucking sounds great and it looks Thank fucking you. killer and it's just cool that you guys have have that now their their sound the guy thing. their sound guy kevin suggs is a
8: god and he yeah, is he is kevin. he was fantastic to work with too and uh he's got a really really clean setup out there it's very nice
2: we're just lucky that that resource exists man it's pretty crazy and shout out to stoss for having yeah, us on yeah totally. i just hit up stoss because we knew each other just from around and whatnot and like yeah she was at, at that
1: like that uh nectar show I remember yeah and
2: she DJ's for Moni and we did light fix with Moni and um
1: also another amazing Seattle
2: artist yeah just yeah. Moni, look look up just Moni but um I hit up stoss and I was just like hey like we're trying to get this in studio going here like do you know like is there any like how does this work you know what I mean she was just like you know the DJ has to have you on and I was like where like do you know any that you'd recommend and she was just like well I could ask um John Gilbreth, who does earshot jazz and does like the jazz, he does jazz show, theater, on Sunday mornings, one, one yeah, jazz to six. theater, yeah, um, you know, and and I was like, yeah, that's cool, like hit up, hit up John, but also like, we're not really like that kind of jazz that, that John's playing on that show so much, you know, uh, and then Stoss is just like, I mean, I can have you on my show if you want, but she just assumed that like we didn't. Want to be on it? And I'm like Street Sounds is like my favorite show. You know what I mean? It's a great. <laughs> um, <laughs> she
1: always plays such killer music on there, dude. Yeah.
2: And it's yeah. like, and that was also cool because like we're obviously not hip hop, but like, um, you know, Stoss has just like got wide ears. You know, like the widest ears, and like, she was just down. She was, she just was like, yeah, let me put in the request and blah blah. And like a week or two later, she was like, yeah, it's confirmed. Let's do it. Like, fuck. Okay. You know, it's like we've been trying to get this thing for so long and it's been so hard and almost impossible. And then you just like send a DM or whatever and then it's just like happens and it's sort of like, all right, I guess this really is just how this shit happens. You know, it's just like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really hard until it's just like <laughs> immaculately easy.
1: Well, shout, out, shout out to Stoss. Come on the show, Stoss.
2: Stoss the boss just moved to Brooklyn. Did she? Really? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh crazy.
1: Well, come on the podcast anyway, Stoss. <laughs>
2: yeah absolutely Um, amazing artist
1: yeah it looks killer and uh we're featuring some music from that today that's what we're gonna play on the podcast very sick and definitely encourage people to check out the full video and interview and uh i'll put the link in the episode notes as well as uh any individual n- links that you guys want me to put up too. I know a lot of you have uh, projects outside of High Pulp and definitely want people to uh, encourage people to check those out as well. Um, to close out, um, what is, what is uh, talk to me about the tunes that are available for people to listen to right now um, up on like the Apple Music and Spotify
2: it's only Light Fix right now. Yeah.
1: Tell me, yeah. tell, tell, <laughs> tell people about. Because everything about else,
2: the reason it's down, which is dope, is that everything's going to be coming out on vinyl and with a new release with full distribution and shit, so.
1: Yeah, which is killer. So that stuff will be up again soon. Uh,
2: and Yeah, Bad Juice will be up in, like, August.
1: Unless you have so. the privilege of having, like, one, of maybe one of the original pressings. Of yeah.
2: And you can listen to
1: that now. Yeah.
7: DM me if you want the secret Easter egg uh, original print run. There's just a handful left, and, and I can right. I can hook you up in the background.
2: Don't tell King underground. 200 bucks a pop. <laughs> now they're ex- now, now they're limited edition yeah, limited, exclusive. Those are limited, press. Those are limited now. Very
1: few left. Uh, yeah. Tell me about the, the tunes that are up there though, that people can listen to right now.
5: Yeah, yeah. Each uh, song is a collaboration with a different vocalist. Who, you know, we we chose people who we really admired and also who were willing to work with us, obviously. And we've got um, we've <laughs> that got was a, important. Yeah, yeah. They they have to they have to be willing to do it for it to work. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so we've got uh, we've got a tune with Jazmoni, who we mentioned earlier. We got a tune with uh, Fallon Sierra. Um, and we got one with Shana Shepherd, our good friend, and those tunes are all like really different, I'd say. They don't, there's not like a consistent style or like even vibe really, but I, I really appreciate that, uh, that Light Fix EP because all those tunes like bring out a totally different side of this band and that's largely thanks to all those, um, all those artists being so, you know, amazing and individualistic themselves. You know, it's really cool.
1: tunes differently at all when you know that there is going to be a vocalist or did did those tunes get written knowing that there was going to be one yeah they did so do you feel like the approach is different when when doing so
5: it definitely was because we like um we tried to let the singers really kind of guide the process and and a way where like we would send them a little scrap of, you know, a jam or something. We, we sent them all a bunch of stuff and they would be like, okay, I like this one. And then we would build that out a little bit. And then like, uh, they'd come over and record stuff at Bob and Juan's place. And sort of at that point, I feel like a lot of the, then our band would kind of like finish it up and, you know, try to, try to like bring that singer's vision kind of to, to fruition in a way.
3: I think it'll, yeah, I think it also <coughs> prepared us for uh, in some ways for what we're doing right now, which is like somewhat fragmented. It's not like all in a room together. It's like we're doing it in a like a f- kind of a flow and we were doing it that way as well. And so uh, in a weird way, it was like, OK, w- it though, it maybe was like more conventional songwriting, so to speak, in some ways. Um, now we're doing a lot of the same things that we did then. Um And we're just doing them for a a more uh, High Pulp-centric kind of song writing process.
1: For sure. Well, like I said, those tunes are up there for people to check out right now. The rest is on its way for a re-release, a freshening up. And there's so much video content of High Pulp. Shout out to Homan's brother, Phil who has uh, thrown yeah, down like so much feel. video work for you guys as well. And that's also been. It's unreal. Yeah. Been really rad. Test. He's so good. Um, Phil's in the fan. Uh, P- PH test
7: really on Instagram. Yeah. I got I to gotta plug that for Phil. PH test, because uh, he does a ton of live visuals, too. Yeah, he's Amazing been doing stuff. that. He's been doing that big building uh, bash grounded series series. Uh, there's a grounded live stream. They've got an artist on every Thursday at 6 p.m. And somehow Phil is both running the live the live stream rig <laughs> and uh, running the visuals all at once. Hell yeah! He's
2: a monster. I, I it's mean, a monster. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Phil. I'll put his link in the uh, his his Instagram tag in the in the episode notes as well, um, as well as all the links for for High Pulp. Um, I appreciate the fuck out of you guys um we some of you, you are uh, some are you Ride like our blood obviously. blood family but i've i've always uh felt very welcomed into uh to this crew and uh yeah i appreciate you Kazo, for for continuing to let me into your your circle of friends like it's been exciting to see you dial into this group because uh you're yeah. an
2: extension of the collective Kazo. that's for sure
1: hell yeah feel fortunate to be a part of it for sure Um. you're our portland
2: leg (laughs) you're our tax-free zone (laughs) (laughs) send our we buy our shit send it to your address if we don't want the taxes (laughs) (laughs) it's a
1: good move it's a good move that's where you you know you you got to have connects that's what they always say you got to have connects in this business
2: it's all about you know we do absolutely
1: um if it's good with you guys i was gonna play it out with uh one of the older tunes that you played during the KEXP performance, that being Izell's, unless uh, there's any objections to that happening, to play it out with that. No.
2: If y'all dig the tune, this, this shit's coming out on double, double LP, which is what I'm excited about. Dan, this King, King Underground guy, is a very big DJ vinyl head, and he has a rule, nothing over, no side over 15 minutes. So he was like, oh, I can do this bad juice thing, but that means we're gonna have to do it on a double LP because, you know, you guys did it on the first one, and you did 20 minutes on a side. So he's doing fucking four sides, hell yeah! And it's gonna be big and loud. It's remastered. Um, the remastered sound, yeah. Great. So I'm
1: hyped. I'm hyped for yes, him myself. Yeah. Shout out to Christian yeah. from
2: Norway. That's all I know. <laughs> right on love it that's that's who mastered our high
1: pulp gang is, shit is uh extending outside of the uh, north american region that's right. trying to get the fuck out <laughs> of here <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> shit is so fucking dumb <sighs> yeah true super super stoked for that though and uh yeah encourage these people to go out check this shit out check out the kxp performance that is that is up and uh, that's where we're featuring music from today um and we gotta we gotta end the program properly with having the the high pulp gang saying the tagline for the podcast which is it's a program so if we could get the collective it's a program that would be that would be really dope
2: let's just all try to say it at the same time but no count off or anything and we'll show how disjointed we are
5: (laughs) totally it's, a, it's program. a program. It's a program.
1: <laughs> it's high pulp, everybody. Uh, from Seattle, Washington.
2: And uh, That's how our horn section sounds when we try to, get <laughs> together to play together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you Drew, can That's you why I have to can nudge, you nudge everything. this? I, I um <laughs> yeah. uh, it's gonna be a little
0: nudge there. Yeah. Uh shout
1: out to to everybody involved in the High Pulp collective that is not here with us today, but I pre- I yeah, appreciate uh, all of you you guys jumping on and doing this. It's been been fun. I miss you guys. Thank you, uh, Dan. And hope to get to see all of you in the same room sometime soon.
5: Absolutely. Or the same bus, maybe. Yeah, that would be, yeah. that would be
1: even better. <laughs> that would be even better. Um, but yeah, love you guys. We're going to play it out with these L's love you guys. and, uh, fucking get in tune with this, this high pull start, start getting up on this and, uh, That's the Jelly Jams, and we will catch you on the flip side,
2: Portland.